Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you here as we wind up Hanukkah and get closer and closer to the Christmas season. Hope everyone is enjoying the holiday season. We are getting also, more importantly, closer and closer to the resumption of NHL hockey. We've got the latest rumors on what's happening with the NHL's plan to resume. We've got some Islander prospects updates, players playing in college or in Europe, uh, and keeping an eye on them so you'll always know what's going on in the world of these Islanders prospects. We've got a former Islander rival who is uh, going through a difficult time. We'll talk about that and the classy reaction of Islanders fans, and we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the air, please feel free to send an email to us. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave us your name and where you're from, like, uh, you know, Bill from Hophog, we will mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, the address at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. All right, so let's start off with the league situation. It is always in flux, and I think it will be in flux for quite some time. I, I get the feeling Uh, based on what my sources are telling me, that the commissioner, Gary Bettman, and the powers that be uh, from the National Hockey League are going to wait until they really have the best idea possible as to what they can do. Obviously, it is to the NHL's advantage to maximize the possibility of playing games at home arenas, and then eventually, hopefully, allowing fans into those arenas when it's safe to do so. And that, obviously, is the big question. So now the negotiations are continuing, and Commissioner Bettman basically said that the league, while it's not their first choice, they may have to look at a modified bubble model, depending on what's happening with COVID-19. And I think part of the reason for this is 
the fact that some teams right now wouldn't even be able to hold games in their home arenas without fans. Uh, you start with the San Jose Sharks, who will be kicked out of their arena. You know the Islanders, Rangers, and Devils all will not be able to play in front of fans. And the NHL has to figure out, A, how can they keep their players safe and all the people who work at these games? B, uh, how can they minimize expenses, whether that's testing, travel, uh, and what have you, because when you're losing a large percentage of your revenue coming in, you've got to be able to try to reduce expenses, and then, you know, what works, just from a logistical standpoint, so Bettman's quote, right now, we're focused on whether or not we're going to play in our buildings, and do some limited travel, or play in a bubble, and that's something we're working on, and getting medical advice on, and, you know, part of that medical advice uh, actually, uh, is from Dr. Anthony Fauci, who actually spoke to uh, Commissioner Bettman, according to Frank Saravelli of TSN. And here's the quote. I'm told that NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman has sought the can- counsel of Dr. Anthony Fauci from the National Institute of Health over the course of the pandemic. And one of the recommendations that Dr. Fauci had made to Gary Bettman over the last number of weeks was, if you want to pull this off and start the NHL season safely, the best way to do that would be in hubs. That's not the preference of both clubs and players, but I'm told that hubs very much remain a plan B and are still on the table. So we have to see. What is going to be the final decision by the league? Uh, Either way, the fact of the matter is, you know that the beginning of this season will not feature fans in the stands. And then the question is, you know, does the vaccine work? Do enough people get them? And at what point can you start to allow people to return to the arenas? And look, from an Islander perspective, If I'm an Islanders fan, and of course I am, it is very important to me, I would love, as an Islanders fan, to have an opportunity to go to at least a couple of more games at the Old Barn, even if it is the renovated Old Barn. I would like to see another game at the Nassau Coliseum, several more games at the Nassau Coliseum, and really, you know, enjoy that venue, which has meant so much to the Islanders over the years, one last time or several more times before the excitement of the new arena at uh, Belmont. So, you know, from an Islander perspective, there is obviously a preference to playing at the Coliseum and at the home venues of these teams. However, uh, the, another possibility that has been mentioned, on, and we are waiting to get more details, is the possibility of playing outdoor games, several of them, which would allow fans to attend while still social distancing. So you go to Yankee Stadium or City Field, for example, and you could have Islanders Rangers at City Field, let's say before 10,000 people which is about 25% capacity, 20 to 25% capacity at City Field. 
All of this is on the table. The league investigating all of its options, and we'll see what they come up with. But remember, if the season really is going to start January 13th, they've got to hurry up and make a decision. All right, we've got a lot more to discuss. We'll talk about an old Islanders rival who has come on hard times and the wonderful reaction, quite honestly, uh, from Islander fans on Twitter. We've got the latest on Islanders prospects, our Islanders birthday of the day, and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Guys, it happens to us all the time. Eventually, at some point in the day, we all hit our wall. Whether it's a physical wall or a, or a mental wall, you can break through it with Built Go. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's a five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, and it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three great flavors, chocolate coconut, peanut butter honey, and chocolate mint. It combines energy gel with collagen protein. That means it's fast-acting and easy on the stomach, and collagen also promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health, so this stuff literally makes you look better. It's got beta-alanine, vitamin B3, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, honey, and a kick of caffeine, and it'll help you power through your day and help you break through your wall. Visit BuiltGo.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, don't forget to join us on Monday. We will have our next new episode. We'll have the latest on the Matt Barzal situation, the latest on the NHL's plans to start up again, and a whole lot more, so make sure you join us then. All right, uh... An old Islanders foe actually coming upon hard times right now, and it's former Ranger, now Washington Capitals goalie, Henrik Lundqvist. Lundqvist announcing on social media on Thursday that he will have to miss this season due to a heart condition. Lundqvist told uh, told fans that doctors determined it was best he didn't play this year after several weeks of tests, and they're trying to figure out uh, what his best plan is going forward. Lundqvist said, for the past two months, I've been so inspired by the opportunity to play in D.C. and committed to my game, spending every day at the rink to prepare for the upcoming season. This news was very difficult to process, but after the last test result earlier this week, we knew there was only one way to go from here. And I'll tell you, you look at Twitter and so many Islanders fans, classy and basically saying, hey, coming from an Islanders fan, you were always a worthy opponent. We wish you well. Uh, get well soon, etc." And, you know, pure class. And I like that because, you know, they are basically saying, look, on the ice, we can't stand you. We, you played for our biggest rival and you beat us plenty of times and, and uh, you frustrated us a lot, but we respect you. We respect the way you handle yourself both on and off the ice and we wish you well as a person. And I'll tell you, that was just a very, uh, a, a, a very heartwarming thing to see from Islanders fans and, and kudos to Islander fans and, and on social media so often 
we see social media, uh, you know, showing the worst of people, bringing out the the dark side, as they say, uh, of people. People refer to it as a sewer. Well, guess what? Uh, at the end of the day, it also is an opportunity for people to be classy. And so many Islander fans sending encouraging get well messages to Henrik Lundqvist on Twitter and on Instagram. And, and uh, again, just a classy move by Islanders fans. Uh, another free agent, by the way, off the board, Anthony Duclair, now joining the Florida Panthers. Duclair was an unrestricted free agent. I never thought the Islanders would necessarily go for him. He's young. He is talented. But as far as that defense first system that the Islanders insist that their team is going to play, not going over well uh, with Duclair, doesn't have a reputation for being uh, excellent in his own zone. And I think that's the biggest reason that the Islanders stayed away. All right, uh, that and the salary cap, obviously. Today, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 51st birthday to a man who was only briefly an Islander. I am speaking of former Isles left wing Scott Pearson. He was with the Islanders for part of the 1999-2000 season. Originally, the sixth overall pick first round by the Maple Leafs back in 1988 and uh, played for the Leafs, the Quebec Nordique, the Edmonton Oilers, the Buffalo Sabres, and the Islanders. 292 career NHL games, 56 goals, 98 points. But his Islanders career mostly spent in the minors. And uh, we're going to take a look at one of his better games as an Islander. In fact, the only Islanders game he recorded a point in. December 19th, 1999, Islanders hosting the New Jersey Devils in the Nassau Coliseum. Martin Brodeur in goal for New Jersey. Roberto Luongo in goal for the Islanders in what was really a matchup between two Hall of Fame goalies. Islanders get on the board first. John Madden off for cross-checking. Brad Isbister with a power play goal, his 10th from Nicholas Anderson and Jamie Heward, 1-0 Islanders after one period, and that's the way it stood. Isles extend their lead in the second. Tim Connolly, his fifth from Jamie Rivers and Dallas Eakins at 350 of period two, and it's 2-0 Isles. Looks like the Islanders are in great shape, but the Islanders get into some penalty trouble of their own. Jamie Heward goes off for interference, and Claude Lemieux pops in a power play goal, his 10th from Bobby Holik at 8.31. And a minute and a half later, Lemieux scores again from Scott Gomez and Jason Arnott, this time at even strength at 10.03. Game is all even at two apiece. But late in the second period, the Islanders jump back on top. Gino Ojic, the Algonquin enforcer, gets his third goal of the year from Ole Jokinen at 16.44. And the Islanders headed into the locker room after 40 minutes, up 3-2. to two. Islanders extended their lead in the third period. Jokinen, his second of the year, from Nicholas Anderson and Scott Pearson, our Islanders' birthday of the day. That goal came at 1-19, and the Islanders had a 4-2 to two lead. Nicholas Anderson extended the lead, his second of the year, from Isbister and Tim Conley at 5-51. 
A shorthanded goal by John Madden, assisted by Ken Danico at 10.59, pulled the Devils closer, but the Islanders skate away with a 5-3 win. Islanders severely outshot in this game. They allowed 49 shots, but Luongo made 46 saves, while the Islanders themselves had only 29 shots. Nicholas Anderson leading the Islanders' attack with a goal and two assists. Dallas Eakins, a plus three for the Islanders, and as far as shots on goal, Gino Ojik had four to lead the Islanders. As for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Scott Pearson, he was on the ice for 15-04, had the assist, was a plus two, and took three shots on goal. The assist in this game, by the way, the only point in the brief Islanders' career of Scott Pearson. We wish him a very happy birthday. His birthday is actually this Saturday, and uh, he turns 51. We've got a lot more to talk about. We'll have our Islanders prospects report and a lot more. Stay with us right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're like me, you've tried different protein bars, but they just don't taste good, and that consistency is just not right. But that's not true with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 delicious flavors, some with nuts, some nut free. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. How about these new flavors? Caramel brownie, carrot cake, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. Built Bar is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and it fits in perfectly with the keto diet. Let's talk about cookies and cream, my favorite flavor, 17 grams of protein in each bar, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so a little bit of uh, Islanders news to add. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom has returned to Long Island. He is now in quarantine, as is required. Uh, So he'll get tested, and as soon as he passes the required number of tests and enough time goes by, uh, he will be ready to join the Islanders for training camp when that begins in, hey, believe it or not, uh, let's say two weeks. give or take a day or two. So that is a very uh, good piece of news that Wallstrom is back on the island and ready to go. More talk, by the way, that the NHL, you know, the NHL has long said they will not put ads on players' uniforms, which you do see in Europe in a lot of places. But now with the income down because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the league considering putting ads on players' helmets. Uh, Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit of a a distraction. I don't particularly love the idea, but you know what? When I, I remember hockey before there were ads on the boards. I remember hockey when they had no helmets at all. So things change over time. And right now the league obviously needs to try to find ways to recoup the revenue, but Uh, We'll see. It's still in the talking stages, and we'll keep you up to date on what happens with the 
possibility of ads on the back of the helmet. It's it's not the biggest deal in the world to me, quite honestly, but we'll take a look at it. All right, Islanders prospect report. Uh, first off, Colin Adams. We'll take a look at him. He's playing at uh, North Dakota, and uh, right now he is looking like he's playing pretty well. The North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Uh, basically, Adams now in his senior year, and his team is doing well. They are at 4-2-1, and one, and in those seven games, Adams has a goal and four assists. He was a sixth-round pick of the Islanders back in 2016 and has been scoring pretty consistently for uh, North Dakota so far this year. Meanwhile, uh, I'll tell you, real good play so far by Alex Jeffries. He's over at Mamaramek, and he's a freshman, fourth-round pick of the Islanders this year, picked up a pair of goals on December 13th, his second and third of the year. Both power play goals, both coming in the first period of a game against Northeastern. Right now, five games for Jeffries. Three goals, two assists, so a point-a-game uh, pace right now, and that's a good sign for the freshman and recent Islanders draft pick. Meanwhile, Anatoly Golishev has uh, scored his 10th goal of the season over in the KHL. He was a 10th, uh, excuse me, a fourth-round pick of the Islanders back in 2016, and uh, out of those 10 goals, six of them have come on the power play. He has... 10 goals, 12 assists in 32 games. So that is something to keep an eye on. Meanwhile, Robin Sallow, uh, he picked up two assists. He's a second-round pick by the Islanders in 2017. Now through 22 games, Sallow with two goals and 10 assists. So again, some nice production right there. Uh for some of these Islanders prospects, and that's a good thing. We mentioned Oliver Wallstrom on his way back, uh, or actually has arrived on Long Island and is quarantining. So again, well, right now, as long as the offseason continues, we'll keep you up to date on the latest with regard to Islanders prospects as that information comes in. And by the way, as soon as we know what's happening with the AHL and the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, we'll let you know about that as well. Wanted to also mention, uh, we've got a great new show on the Locked On Podcast Network called Locked On Bet, and uh, make sure you check that out on your podcatcher of choice, uh, and you'll get the latest odds and the latest gambling information from betonline.ag. So check that show out if you're uh, interested in putting a little wager in on any particular sport, whether it's hockey or football or basketball or anything else. Uh, you'll get a lot of great opportunities and a lot of great information uh, if you listen to Locked On Bets. That's going to do it for us on this weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Stay safe, everybody. I know it's crazy out there these days. Wishing everyone all the best this holiday season. Have a great weekend. And of course, let's go Islanders.